This is SR1. Alright everybody, here we go. Welcome to SR1 on News Talk STL. My name is Rob Carter. And you are listening to The Rob Carter Show. The war on free people of the world continues. I did a show on Thursday that got a lot of terrific feedback. So I'm going to try and take that same formula and use it on the radio show here today. Because what I did is I tried to tie a lot of different data points. Nobody can figure out what's going on around here. If you're caught in the corporate news bubble, you're never going to see it because that is that entire operation is designed to keep you distracted from reality. That's all it is. So if you stay in that corporate news bubble, if you want to live in it, if you love it, if you love to get heated about the Democrats and heated about the Republicans and every little issue that everybody wants you fighting over, uh, the country is going to go down. We have to unite and we have to understand what is going on. There is a world governing structure taking place. It is undeniable. I have a clip from Elon Musk, who I guess now is a huge conspiracy theorist. Doesn't know what he's doing. The chief scientist for Pfizer has been all over the place explaining what's going on with these vaccines, uh, gene therapies, if you will. But it's all being, you know, dismissed, suppressed. If you look him up on Wikipedia, his guy's name is uh, Michael Eden. You know, he's a conspiracy theorist. He doesn't know what he's doing yet. He was the chief scientist for Pfizer. There is a propaganda campaign, a conditioning campaign that is uh, originated in Hollywood. The CIA creates the news for us. And here we are. We, we have no idea what's really going on. Do you want your money being sent over to Ukraine to fight Russia? I keep saying it. I, I just hope some people will start to understand it. Does it make any sense to you that the United States government would poke their finger in the eye of Russia? We talked about the Seymour Hirsch story. Uh, a little backdrop, because I think it's really important to, to, to think through this, what happened here. Seymour Hirsch, one of the most renowned journalists, investigative journalists in America, uh, very well respected, puts out a piece and says that the uh, Navy, along with Norway and the Biden administration, I'm sure along with the intel agencies, bombed Nord Stream 2, which is a pipeline carrying natural gas, from Russia to Germany. Now, Germany is an ally of the United States and leads the European Union. So if it is true that the United States bombed an energy source for Germany, you'd think Germany would be hopping mad. But there has been very little conversation about it in the EU. I have a clip from a, or had a clip that I played on my Thursday show of a, uh, this woman in the European Parliament going crazy, just saying, I'm, I'm embarrassed to be a European. Why are we not talking about this? An investigative journalist in the United States says that their government bombed a pipeline that destroyed a lot of lives here in Germany. What's going on? Why are we not talking about it? And why isn't Russia going crazy? It's a one-world governing system. All of, This is my opinion, and I just wish people would give it some weight and pay attention to what goes on in the world. Russia, Germany, the United States, China, they're run by oligarchs. They're run by money. The people in power, uh, Biden, Putin, um uh, Whoever, doesn't matter, Macron, Trudeau, they're all puppets for the corporations. And until people start to recognize that they're just a front for an organization, and now they are trying to put a system of global governing in place which would usurp the Constitution of the United States, they would just write away your uh, individual liberties as laid out by the founding fathers. 
And you can see it starting to slip away, but boy, I tell you what, the mind control. I did an episode, uh, episode 50 on my uh, my show on Spotify and my show on Apple, uh, on an Apple podcast, and I explained how uh, tied some information together around mind control. And people don't really get what mind control is, but I just want to give you a brief understanding of how simple it could be if you give it some thought. If the news is being orchestrated for you, and then all of the news agencies are being controlled from the top, and they can parrot anything they want. They, can, they, they just repeat it over and over and over. And if you're not following the news, if you're not tracking it, if you're not interested in it, you start to believe these narratives that they build for you. Like right now, we're chasing UFOs over the sky. Chasing UFOs. After the COVID and all the things that went down recently, uh, the world's falling apart, and all of a sudden, we are chasing uh, Chinese spy balloons and UFOs. Now, of course, that doesn't make any sense, but you're going to see a media blitz about UFOs. They are going to convince you that there's UFOs in the sky. And listen, maybe there is, uh, but I think it's very odd timing. I think I would take it with a grain of salt, even when you hear the government said this or uh, a military or pilots or whatever. Use your common sense here. It is nothing more than a distraction. And the good news that's going on in the country is that people are starting to understand what's going on. The people that are starting to crawl out of the hole of uh, propaganda and starting to see the sunshine, uh, that group of people is getting more and more. Uh, uh, there's more of us. The voice and the, um, the movement is getting bigger. We're getting louder. And I think it's a good thing. I don't know where it goes, and I don't know if the system is completely trapped. Uh, but I'll tell you this, the information overfloweth. All of the social media sites, Twitter uh, in particular, you can watch on Twitter. The thing I like about Twitter is it has the establishment on there. They're all on Twitter. So all of the politicians and the media uh, propagandists, they're all on Twitter. So you can see what they say. And when you put the pieces together, what you'll see is that is a coordinated dance on there. Elon Musk has another clip. I'm not going to play it today, but he talks about uh, people in power should be using their own Twitter feeds, meaning when you see a politician giving a speech on the House floor, and simultaneously something comes out on Twitter from them, you know it wasn't from them, right? Because you can see them on your TV live on the House floor. Well, they have people writing for their Twitter. It's a coordinated dance. It's a political entity. And it shows you how little power these senators and congresspeople have up there. They actually have somebody that is, uh, that's their voice using Twitter, putting out statements in their name. That's because they have no power. They have somebody on staff that tells them what to think, what to do, what uh, subjects to push, what topics to build uh, to build on. It is, it's a system. It's a game. And I just wish people, I'm going to talk about it today. I'm going to get into it. I don't want to ramble on about it. But uh, I do think that people must give it some weight. You have got to think through what's going on in this world. You cannot be watching Fox News and CNN and MSNBC and getting your news from them and thinking that what they're telling you is 100% real. It is always shades of gray, and they are always pushing you uh, in a direction to give up your freedoms. Think about the guns just recently at Michigan State. You know, there's another mass shooting, and we could all uh, give our guess as to what's causing this. You know, the anxiety, the medicines that they're giving people, these, uh, these, these drugs, uh, these mind drugs, these depression drugs, all of these drugs that are going out there. I would assume it has something to do with people freaking out because we didn't have school shootings throughout our history until just recently. You know, over the course of the last two or three decades, all of a sudden there's guns, there's uh, these schools are getting shot up. And the question is, what's going on? Why? But what you see from the politicians is 
They come out in unison, all of the club member politicians, they come out and say we have to stop gun violence. That's what they like. That's the term they like, stop gun violence. And they're always outraged at the gun for the mass shooting. They don't talk about society and their role in dividing our, uh, dividing the people. Think about CRT. I mean, they're they are telling young people that white males are all racist, that white people in general are all racist. It's a white it's a white supremacy. It's a system, and uh, it's just it's it's crazy. I mean, when you really think about where that's going to lead to over generations, I mean, uh, we're demonizing a class of people, something we thought we had done once before outgrew it and we're all going to sing kumbaya because you got to remember it is the people that fixed our system it's not the government the government's always been in the way it is the people that demanded changes in our system but i'll tell you it is getting it's getting dicey out there it's getting to the point where if people don't rise and shine just a little bit i think the clock's ticking out they got the 2030 agenda from the world economic forum Uh, they want electric cars they want a surveillance system uh, they want digital money, and they want us fighting all along the way, and they want to control the narrative. I try to point out in all of my shows where when you watch the news and they have an expert on there, you got to pay attention to who the expert is. Just because they say it's a, a leading expert from this school or a leading expert working for this company, look to their bios and find out who they are. You're going to find out that 95% of the people that you see on your network news stations are connected through banks, through the pharmaceutical industry, through the schools, through the defense contractors, they are connected people. It, it, this entire system runs like a mafia. I've said it over and over again, and if you pay attention to it, it's true. We're always talking about how Russia kills their journalists and this and that and the other. Well, Edward Snowden, if you remember, guy in the CIA, uh, he was the one that was letting the American people know that they were being spied on by their own government. And we have a Fourth Amendment right to, uh, to um, privacy. But they usurp everything with the, with the technological advances. They usurp all of your rights by using companies. to they, they can use contractors to spy on you. They can do whatever they want. You know that everything you put on the Internet, everything you say on your, uh, on your phone, you know, you know that you're susceptible to being listened to. You don't have any privacy anymore. The First Amendment, I talk about that all the time too. As someone, is, someone who's been trying to get a message out for a long time, pay attention to what's going on with the First Amendment. They are suppressing speech. They are suppressing speech. Now, in a free society, why would they want to suppress speech? Why would they only want one angle of a uh, conversation to be heard? Think COVID. They kicked all of the doctors off of Twitter, which was the, you know, that's where everybody was getting their information at the time. They kicked all of the doctors with a counter narrative to COVID is the most dangerous uh, mutating cold virus in the history of the world. And if if you don't wear two masks and stand on the circles, uh, and take your uh, gene therapies and boosters, uh, society is going to collapse. And now that we all know it's a, a lie, I mean, everybody now knows that that was a lie. If you don't know that that was a lie, boy, we really got some problems. But if you recognize that they lied to us throughout that entire uh, that entire campaign, then the question becomes, why did they do it? What were they trying to do? And I'm telling you what they were trying to do. It, it, money is involved, but this is a... That was an opportunity to, for mail-in balloting to get the, um, uh, so that Trump had cover for when the election was stolen, in my opinion. Now, some people think that he's really trying to get back in office and this and that and the other. Uh, maybe. I really think that Donald Trump uh, knows that he's not going to be the president. He knows the elections are rigged. Why would you watch your election be stolen from you in the five large voting counties? Now you got what's going on in Arizona with Kerry Lake. 
What are you coming back to run for president for if you don't believe you have free and fair elections? What have they done to change the election system? Nothing. I want to start with this first clip because this kind of sets the tone. Uh, I always play John Kennedy and the speech that he gave to the press club. That talks about secret societies, a global conspiracy going on. Uh, it is one of the most fantastic speeches you'll ever hear, and it really laid out in 1961 what the United States and what the world had to look out for. It shapes the entire next 50 years if you pay attention to what he said. Uh, but I want to play the very end of it because if you're a longtime listener of the show, I play clips from that particular speech all the time, but I rarely play the very back end of it where he talks about understanding the news and getting involved in your society. You have got to be a citizen of America. You can't just float through life and not pay attention to anything that's going around you and think that this system is going to stay afloat because it's not. It's not going to stay afloat. We're $31 trillion in debt. Uh, we have uh, boys playing girls' sports. We have our schools turning our kids against one another based on race and sexuality. It is, uh, it's, it's not good, and we have got to be alert. We, as a citizenry, we have to get our heads out of our tails and start to pay attention to what's going on, and you have got to get involved in your country. You have got to get involved in what's going on. This is the first clip. This is JFK. Listen very closely to what he has to say, and that will set the tone for the rest of the show. Clip number one, go. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Solon decreed a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news, as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. That's just such a fabulous speech. I absolutely love it. I play it all of the time. Uh, when we get back into the second segment, I want to continue on with the conversation about the mind control because what he's talking about there is you have to understand the news. You have to understand. You have to recognize what's going on internationally. You have to be a citizen of, the, of America. You have to be involved in your government. We have got so far from our officials and so far from understanding reality that we're just floating out there hoping that good things happen, not taking our government back into our own hands. And that is not a good thing. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. We
All right, everybody, here we go. Once again, my name is Rob Carter, and you are listening to The Rob Carter Show on News Talk STL. Let me jump right back into it. You know, I have two hours now on Sunday nights from 6 to 8, and I rarely get through all of the information. I want to try to tie as many data points as I can together for you so that you start to see what is happening. Job one is to understand the propaganda that is being used against you. If you don't see that, you're going to get frustrated with the news. You're not going to know who to trust. You're not going to believe uh, your news sources, which you shouldn't anyway, but you, you, when you don't believe them, you just throw your hands up, which is part of the strategy. They want to confuse and overwhelm you with information so that you just go, whatever. So you have to stay very focused, and you have to, you have to recognize who's who. You have to recognize the experts on television. You have to recognize the coordination between Hollywood, uh, these news organizations, and the politicians and the corporations. It's one big system. It is a system that is devised to keep you in the dark. It's that simple. It's a fact. Um, When people see it, I tell everybody all the time, once you see it, you can't unsee it, but it's very difficult to see because you have to stay focused on it. And people are busy. I get it. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm I'm not saying that people are uh, stupid. I'm not saying people are lazy. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is when your reality is crafted for you by an intelligence agency, uh, crafted for you with images and repetition, it's not reality. It's a crafted reality for you. And people want to live in it. They just, they're so conditioned with it that even when they see it, uh, Fox News will come out with some narrative and they just want to jump on that narrative. We want to talk about the border today. We want to talk about this or we want to talk about that. You have to stay focused because they can throw a thousand issues at you. Spy balloons, UFOs, Russian, Ukraine, boys playing girls sports, CRT. Uh, it could go on and on. Uh, opioid addiction, open borders, Magoo uh, in the elections. Uh, did he get 81 million votes? I mean, if, if put it this way. If you out there believe that Adolf Magoo Biden got 81 million votes, the very most popular president in American history, if you believe that, then you are under the influence of mind control. No sane person, no sane person believes that Joe Biden got 81 million votes, but because it supposedly went through the courts, it never went through the courts, they just wouldn't hear any of the cases. But because you have no idea what's going on, you don't know how to fix it, you just go, okay, well, I guess, you know, you can just steal elections now. I guess that's it. So if we don't have free and fair elections, now where are we going? Are we a free society if we don't get to pick our representatives in a republic? No, we're not. And we're not a free society now. We have freedoms, but we're not a free society. You're not free to speak your mind anywhere. Look at the way the corporations worked it with COVID. Is that freedom to you? My son, I'll give a shout out to my son. My son had a very nice job for a young person making a lot of money. Uh, They wanted him to get vaccinated and he wouldn't do it. I remember talking to him. I said, Tanner, listen, you know, you're a grown man. I don't want my thought process to overwhelm what, if you have a different opinion, you're a grown man, you get to do whatever you want. I don't want to, I don't want to influence you so much that you feel like you're going to hurt my feelings or something if you disagree with me. And he said, dad, I'm not getting that vaccine. It was one of the proudest moments for me because what it told me about my son is what you want to teach your kids. You have to have principle in life. You, you can't say, you know what? I, he had the opportunity though. You got to understand he's a young person without a family. So he could do these things. But if you're raising four kids, five kids, you're the sole breadwinner of your family, and they say you're going to lose your job if you don't stick a needle in your arm, you know, what choice do people have at some point? you got to feed your family. you got to produce. 
So a lot of people, men and women, had to go out there against their will and stick a needle in their arm for something they, they, they know they didn't need it. The vast majority of people know they didn't need it. Now, there's that small group that couldn't wait. They were singing songs on TikTok. They couldn't wait to get their vaccines. But believe me, just because that's the imagery that we all saw, that's not what was going on. I was talking to everybody about it. And I'm telling you that 7 out of 10 people didn't want to take it, but they didn't think it would hurt them. They didn't think their government would do anything crazy to them. So they rolled up their sleeve. They took the vaccine. Right after that, they realized they were lied to. Then they didn't want to get the boosters. Now nobody wants to get these stupid boosters, but they talk about it all the time because they will continue that lie forever. They can't admit that they lied about COVID. They can't admit that that was a scheme from day one. They can't. They, they just cannot give up that lie. So they're going to run that from now until forever. I played clips on the Thursday show of this doctor coming on and saying we have a 30% increase in heart uh, cardiac arrest for people 25 to 44. I played another clip where it's uh, 18 to 39, and it's off the charts with heart attacks and cardiac arrest for young people playing sports, but just heart attacks in general. But they won't even mention that it could be the vaccine. Now, I, I think it's the vaccine. I think it's the gene therapies because they were untested. And it makes perfect sense to me that they're causing problems with their heart. And there's a ton of doctors and a ton of literature out there that says that's what it is. It's the, it's the spike protein that's not localized where they shot you in the arm, but it's all over your body and it, it reproduces nonstop. And it's causing problems for people, especially young people with their hearts. But you don't hear this government even talk about it. Not even a word. When they, this person was asked on CBS, uh, her name was Celine Gounder, uh, when I heard her not mention it, when I, said, when I said to myself, what's going on here? This woman is not even going to mention the fact that this increase in cardiac arrest for young people could be vaccine-related. I said, well, who is she? I look her up, and sure enough, she's from Johns Hopkins. Now, if you don't know what Johns Hopkins is, Johns Hopkins ran Event 201, which was the uh, pandemic pre preparedness exercises. It was a con job. They, it was a movie script that they did in advance. They did it in October of 2019, and then they played out the movie script. That's it. Predictive programming is the art of showing something on TV, on, in Hollywood movies, imagery that you see, because once you've seen it in your head and you absorb it, the subconscious mind sticks with that. It's there. And then when it does happen, you are not so alarmed by it. Remember, their goal is to keep us sitting on our hands. They do not want us to organize ourselves and kick this government to the curb and bring fresh people in there that would, uh, I would get rid of the CIA. I would get rid of the FBI if it were me. I'd get rid of all these intelligence agencies. I would do it within the states, and I would demand that the, the, the American people get their rights back. I would say if you, uh, if you, um, are spying on American citizens, if you're suppressing their speech, whether you do it through contractors or tech companies or whatever agreements you think you need to make, uh, as, a, as the government with the tech companies were suppressing people, whatever agreement they had behind the scenes, if you're doing that, you have to be accountable. And I'm talking about prison time. There has got to be accountability. If people are not held accountable for their actions, if they're suppressing your speech, if they're actively trying to take your guns away, if they're spying on you and listening in on your conversations, as Edward Snowden, who fled to Russia, he fled from the free country to Russia, and now tells us what our government is doing, and nobody even pays attention. Same with WikiLeaks. You got Julian Assange, who put all the information out there on WikiLeaks, telling us what our government was doing. And everybody said, you know, what's the big deal, I guess? Donald Trump used it to get elected, said he was going to drain the swamp. He never pardoned Assange. I mean, there's nobody up there that you can trust. That's why I say you have to depend upon yourself. I want to, I want to tie this all together for you, but I, just, I have to set the tone for people because if you're, if you're someone who just says, Rob, that's just not it. I'm, I, I cannot wait to watch Jesse Waters 
on Fox News tonight. I just can't wait. I don't care what happens to the world, whatever narrative they want to sell to me. I like I like Jesse Waters. He's very cute, and I want to watch him on uh, on Fox News, and that's it. And I want to watch Tucker, and I want to watch Laura Ingram, and I want to watch Fox and Friends in the in the morning. I want to watch um, Anderson Cooper. I mean, come on, these people. And, I, and I'm saying this with, I'm, I'm going to try to be nice. These people get their marching orders from the producers that are that are uh, over that the, the 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 top of it is the corporate narrative goes to the producers, goes to the personalities on these stations. They're not they're not making news. These people are not journalists. They're actors. They read script. That's it. So why are you getting your news from something you recognize isn't news? Don't you recognize when you look at Fox News and CNN and MSNBC that those are just shows? They're just utter and complete and total nonsense. We have been fighting with one another because of the narratives out of these news organizations for as long as I can remember. Since Fox News came on in uh, right around 2000, 99, 2000, 2001, whenever Fox News came into existence, it's been nonstop fighting with everybody because it was just a liberal agenda. Now it's both, and we just fight nonstop, never paying attention to the fact that we went into Iraq on a lie, never paying attention to we have, that we're sending billions of dollars to uh, Ukraine after we already know that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden had a little game going on over there. We already know that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden had a little game going on in China. And they want to point you even in that direction. But they all have business in China. Mitch McConnell is married to Elaine Chow. Uh, Elaine Chow from Harvard. She's a club member. And her father is one of the uh, most powerful people in Chinese uh, shipping business. He's uh, made allegiance to the Chinese Communist Party. And she's married to the most powerful Republican in America right now. I mean, you can't make it up. But when you tell people, hey, listen, this is a connected game going on here. They, they don't want to see it, can't see it, won't put the time and energy into it. I say you got to put the time and energy into it. Here is some predictive programming just to wet your whistle as to what goes on. So if you didn't pay attention to what went down in East Palestine, Ohio, by now everybody knows the story, but the media and the press held on to that for about 10 days, never made word of it. Pete Buttigieg is the transportation secretary from Harvard, from Oxford. He didn't do anything about it, and the people in East Palestine were getting a little they're getting angry. Of course they are. Their water is contaminated. Uh, their skies were dark. They have no idea what's going on. It's not a very uh, well-to-do society. I mean, well-to-do town. So these people don't have a ton of money to make their escape or do whatever they need to do. They're, it's a low-income uh, area. And all the water, the streams, and everything around them have toxic chemicals in them. And Pete Buttigieg, running the Transportation Department for the United States government, is, not, is, is out there talking about racism in the transportation industry. It's insane. When you look and talk to Pete Buttigieg, when you see him, do you think he has any idea what's going on in the transportation world? Of course not. He's just a puppet, like Biden's a puppet, like McConnell's a puppet, like Pelosi was a puppet. They are all puppets for corporate interest, period, end of sentence. It's just what's going on. So you need to be aware of it. Here is the predictive programming that I'm talking about. So in Ohio, they had a, uh, a train derailment. They had about a million pounds of toxic waste going into the air. It was carrying vinyl chloride. So just follow this just for a second. So vinyl chloride was what was being carried in the, in these, in the train carts. When vinyl chloride is burned, which is what happened here, it turns into hydrogen chloride. And when that attaches to water, it turns into hydrochloric acid. That's what happened up there. So you got hydrochloric acid in, in the water. Uh, you got the airs. You got birds dying all over the place. Uh, you can see these uh, events on Twitter where these birds are just falling out of the sky in parking lots and so forth and so on. So... And people are just going through the water. You can see the chemicals in the water and the streams and everything else. 
And people just think that's no big deal. I mean, in East Palestine, they do. But if you're not in East Palestine, people just move on with their day like, well, it's not here. Well, that could flow into the Mississippi, and you have no idea. And you wouldn't, if you got any sense, you wouldn't trust what our government tells you. They're like, oh, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Once it gets into the river, it's going to dilute itself, and everything's going to be fine. Well, maybe, but I wouldn't trust anything that they say because they lie to us day in and day out. So you can't trust anything they say, which makes it very disturbing. But on that note, this train derailment in Ohio, take a listen to this. This is a movie called White Noise that I think came out last year. Listen to the storyline. I got this guy on uh, on social media that put out a piece on it, and I looked it up. It's all true. Uh, the movie was called White Noise. Check this out. Clip number two. Ready. Go. Even make this stuff up. Last year, Netflix released a movie called White Noise. It's about a small town that had to be evacuated after a train collides with a tanker truck that's full of toxic chemicals, creating a massive disaster. Oh, yeah, and this small town just happens to be East Palestine, Ohio. Now, they do this all the time. They do it all the time, but we are unaware of it. It hits our subconscious mind, and we are not aware of the techniques of propaganda that condition us. If you're not aware of the techniques, if you don't understand it, if you don't commit to understanding it, then you are walking around like a zombie in your own country. And you owe it to your country to understand what's going on. You do owe some uh, gratitude for the people that fought for freedom before you. I know we're all busy. I know we have a lot of things to do, and I know it's not interesting to a lot of people. They don't want to mess with it, let somebody else do it. But if you're walking around brainwashed in this society uh, with what's going on in the world today and you miss what's coming down the pike, we could end up in a situation where our freedom and liberties go away and we are in a total compliant society. And whatever the power tells you they want you to do, that's the end of it. Just think about it. If you have cars that can be turned off, if your money is all digital, and if you don't obey by uh, obey whatever rule they have, whatever they make up, they can just turn your uh, money off. I mean, you have to think about where they're taking this, and they're talking openly about it. There is the World Health Organization is is trying to create a treaty globally, and right here in the United States, where the next pandemic that we have, our constitution goes out the window, and we will abide by the rules set by the World Health Organization and the UN. And it's gonna, I think it's gonna happen. I mean, if the American people don't know, they'll just pass it in the middle of the night. Nobody will know any. No, nobody will be the wiser. Let's put it to you that way. This is the second clip I want you to listen to. This is the Simpsons explaining, uh, or at least giving you some insight as to how the whole virus thing started. This is probably more truth than fiction. Clip number three. Go. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We're here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health scare. Yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That is Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. (laughs) And that was before COVID happened. So that's the... uh... Uh, that's the way the media plays out the story. They just create a story out of thin air, and they sell it to you. And that's kind of the way this system is working. Stick with us. We'll be right back. SR1 Sundays. The Rob Carter Show.
All right, everybody, here we go. Thanks for listening to SR1 on News Talk STL. Once again, my name is Rob Carter, and you're listening to The Rob Carter Show. I want to dive right back into the topic. We left segment two talking about predictive programming. I want to stay on that topic. I have a piece here from a guy named Greg Reese. I've played him on the show before. Let me set it up before I do because most news people that you listen to are talking about the narratives that come out of the corporate press. For example, whatever Steve Ducey says on Fox and Friends becomes the story that Fox News talks about all day long. So you know what the Fox News producers and the corporate media, uh, what they want to talk about from the right. Then you go to CNN, it's the same thing. MSNBC, it's the same thing. You get their morning shows, you figure out what narratives they're trying to push, then it spreads out throughout the day. What you'll also start to notice is those corporate narratives get down into the local press. So your local news stations are talking about the exact same thing. It's a mockingbird press. It's repetition. But then what happens is very interesting because the people that make their bones in the radio industry, on social media, they're commentators. The lazy way to do it and the way that most people do it, not on this station, of course, because this station is a free thinking station. They allow freedom of expression on News Talk STL. It's a beautiful thing. But what most people do is they, they're lazy. They get the narratives. They know that their uh, they're, listeners or their uh, followers are caught up in the corporate press narratives. So all they do is they wake up in the morning. Producer puts, uh, they're talking about X, Y, and Z. So we're going to talk about X, Y, and Z. That's a real problem. The problem is the narratives are being crafted in advance to keep us from fighting. And the lazy thing to do is to take the narratives from the corporate press and talk about them all day long because that seems to be the system that we're getting into. But I try to do things differently. I look at the world and I say, okay, who's giving us the news? How is this news being created? I talked about Edward Bernays last week. I talked about him on Thursday. He's the chief propagandist. He was the one that the Nazis used his techniques to take over Nazi Germany to create the whole system over there. He was a marketeer. Uh, connected to Sigmund Freud. He is a guy that said, the elites, I can keep your societies, if you pay attention to me, I can keep your societies in check through organized propaganda. And he said very distinctly, he said, you have to create the news. You can't sit around and wait for it. You create the news narratives to keep the peasants, me and you, the citizens, talking about narratives so that you can do whatever you want. So long as you control what the people are talking about, you can do what, whatever you want. You can steal the money. You can print the bills. You can start the wars. You can do whatever you need to do. So long as we keep the people in this box and we shape the news for them, orchestrate the news for them, create the news. Think about that. Create the news. That's what they're doing. So when this, the local radio stations and your local, um, uh, your local media programs start parroting the narrative that came out of Fox News or CNN in the morning, I would see that as a problem. I would see it as a problem that we're not talking about the things that matter like stolen elections, like telling people to roll up their sleeves and put a gene therapy in their arms and you see all these young people dying of heart attacks. Those are real things that we need to talk about. We need to talk about the fact that the globe isn't melting. These people are trying to tax us for the air that we breathe. You haven't figured it out yet? I mean, it's incredible. This whole global climate change is insane. I mean, in the 70s, they, had, they said the world was going to freeze. Then it was a hole in the ozone layer. Then it was global warming. Now it's global climate change. Who knows? Global, global climate change. I mean, is the climate changing? Yeah, I guess the climate's changing. But does that mean you get to steal my money and send it over to the UN and make your network even bigger and bring in global governing or on the back of the climate changing? Because uh, I guess that's the power we're going to give these people. Uh, it's, it's, but you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention to who is giving you the news, and you have to understand systems. 
You have to understand how systems work. Uh, I say it all the time. I was talking to this lady from Russia. She was there when the Soviet Union fell. And I said to her, I said, how do the people put up with it? When they see a system that is that corrupt, why do they allow it? Why don't they, they put a pressure on their system to get it straightened out? And she said, Rob, the reason corrupt systems work is because a lot of people make money off corrupted systems. And it dawned on me what she was talking about. I see it even in our business. I see it in the television business. I see it in the radio business. It's easy to stay within the bubble. It's easy to stay in the box because that's where most of your viewers' minds are at. But maybe we should take a look at it and say, hey, listen, we need you to uh, uh, expand your consciousness. We need you to see what's going on here because if you allow this propaganda network to take over, you're going to lose your freedom. You are not going to protect freedom for your kids and grandkids, and we have an obligation to do that, in my opinion. So that's why I press it so hard. That's the, uh, that's the essence of my show, is to get you to think about the news that you're digesting. Think about who is giving you the news. Think about who is orchestrating the news. Think of how much of this news makes any sense to you. Out of the blue, we have flying saucers. Does that make sense to you? Does it make sense to you that they told you to roll up your sleeve and that if you took the COVID-19 gene therapy slash vaccines, you couldn't get COVID? I mean, that's what they said. I played the clips a thousand times. Then they said you couldn't transmit it. Then you could transmit it. Then they said you wouldn't get as sick, and then you got more sick. And now that people are having heart attacks, they won't even talk about that. They say, oh, it's, it's COVID. It's, maybe they had the mask on for too long, or they didn't wear the mask. Maybe it's global climate change. Maybe it's uh, energy drinks. They have all kinds of uh, theories for why these young people are having heart attacks. But they won't talk about the vaccine. You saw what happened with DeMar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin was asked by um, uh, Michael Strahan on ABC, uh, we want to know what happened to your heart. What did the doctors tell you happened? And he said, uh, pause for about 30 seconds and then said, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I mean, why? Why wouldn't you want to get into it, DeMar? I mean, don't you want to save other lives? Don't you want to tell us what's going down here? I mean, we sent millions and millions of dollars in your direction uh, because the whole world rallied around you. Can't you tell us what's going on? What did the doctors tell you? If they didn't tell you anything, say, hey, the doctors didn't tell me anything. Doctors told me it could have been this thing or that thing. He just won't talk about it. Why? Why do you think? Let me start with this very first clip. This is Greg Reese. This is a little bit more about the brainwashing that's going on in the media. Pay very close attention to it. It's a little bit long, but it's fascinating. I think you'll love it. This guy's got a great voice. He's got a great delivery. He's very well researched. Uh, He's a pro. Greg Reese, clip number seven. Go. In a year of white noises release, the actual event occurs in real life. In Ohio, in Texas, and in Michigan. This is known as predictive programming. And its purpose is to psychologically trick the minds of the masses into accepting major traumatic events that would otherwise be resisted. In the book Secret Societies and Psychological Warfare, Michael Hoffman describes a mind control technique known as the revelation of the method. And he writes that when the revelation of the method is performed in a veiled manner, accompanied by certain occult signs and symbolic words, and elicits no meaningful response of opposition or resistance from the target, it is one of the most efficacious techniques of psychological warfare and mind rape. Sarah Elkhaldi of the Alchemist YouTube channel does an excellent job of explaining all this. According to Elkhaldi, there is a law of nature in this universe that compels the dark occult to first gain our consent before trespassing against us. Because they believe this protects them from the natural laws of cause and effect. They offered 
and we accept it, so it's all fair. A lack of response to an action is often taken as an approval of that action. And there is an old Latin proverb that says, He who is silent when he ought to have spoken and was able to is taken to agree. Silence is considered by many to be a form of consent. And so it is through a veiled performance of the revelation of the method technique that these dark occultists believe they are gaining our consent. What we know as predictive programming. With predictive programming, the minds of the masses are impregnated with visuals of a major event before it happens. This is done through all forms of media and can be very subtle so that nobody notices. But the subconscious mind notices everything and can easily be programmed through repetition. And so these controllers repeat whatever it is that they want us to accept as reality. Because these images are delivered to us through entertainment, they elicit no meaningful response of opposition or resistance. And so we accept them subconsciously. And when the event happens in real life, it is already familiar and acceptable to us, as if that's just the way it is. It's a mind trick, and it works by keeping everyone locked in a spectator state. This causes what is known as paradigm blindness, which is when a person is incapable of seeing any reality other than what they've already been exposed to by the media. This paradigm blindness will cause a person to get emotionally triggered whenever confronted with an alternative point of view that they have not been programmed to accept. It's a very powerful mind trick, and the solution is quite simple. We need to stop living as spectators of someone else's reality. We need to start creating our own reality. Bingo. I mean, really, that's that's what it's about. I think that was such a great piece that he did. Uh, when I heard, I did an episode, I think it was episode 50, on my Apple podcast and on Spotify, my website. I put that show on episode 50 about mind control, and I tied a bunch of different uh, narratives into it. Uh, and then I really started to research it a little bit. I, at first... I wanted to report on it. There was some news out there about it. People were uh, making commentary. And I wanted to dig into, or wanted to dig into mind control. Because I was interested in it because I couldn't understand why when we were having conversations about COVID, you couldn't get anybody to uh, have the conversation with you if they were on the other side. If I said, I think these vaccines are going to be dangerous, or if I said these masks don't work, or if I said that, uh, it, is in, it is insane to lock down your societies, close all your small businesses, and print trillions of dollars that all ultimately went to the wealthiest people in the world. The biggest wealth transfer in the history of the world happened surrounding COVID. The rich got very rich, and a lot of small businesses closed. And you look at that and you go, that should be easy for everybody to see. We're seeing where society is going. It's not a great thing that we're watching. It's not a, that that... What's going on out in, in America is not a great, it's not great, put it to you that way. So you look at it and you go, why won't people have these conversations? Why, why are people so angry when you want to have a debate with them? I'd start talking about this and, you know, there's certain people in my life that would just get furious with me if I said it was ridiculous to wear a mask. I'm not, I, I would say I'm not wearing a mask and they would get so upset with me. When I told people that I thought it was uh, dangerous to get the vaccines, I'm telling you, I had friends of mine that wanted to fist fight with me. I, it's it was bizarre, and I couldn't understand what was going on. I said, "What is happening here?" When, uh, you know, 
I'm not 12. I'm 50 years old. I've ran several businesses. I've raised a family. I coached baseball for 10 years. When did I become this kook of a person that you think I am when I've been studying it like a like an insane person for a long time? And I'm telling you, this is what's going down. These are the facts that you need to know. I couldn't get people to even have the conversation. So I started looking into mind control. And what Greg Reese describes there seems to be reality. There's There's literature written about it. Um, if you studied psychology um, uh, in college or anything else, you know that there's all kinds of tricks uh, that they can use against your mind when they can use imagery and repetition. Imagery and repetition. And that's what they do. I, I play all the time. In fact, uh, when Twitter was opened up again, I'm just going to show you what I mean. When Twitter was opened up again, uh, the, the press said you can't get your information about COVID or any of your health information on Twitter. You just can't do it. Twitter is nothing but lies. This is the same press that lies every day, all day, talks about ridiculous narratives over and over again, continually keeps us fighting with one another, but you can't listen to Twitter, you can't pay attention to Twitter for health information. So check this out. This is just, this is what I mean about the repetition uh, across all of the media sources, all of your news sources. It's the same language. It's the repetition. And when you see that, you just know that, that that is the very definition of propaganda. These are the techniques that propagandists use to condition your mind. Clip number 19. Ready? Go. Be cautious while looking for health information in the Twitterverse. Be extra cautious while looking for health information in the Twitterverse. Be extra cautious while looking for health information in the Twitterverse. Be extra cautious while looking for health information in the Twitterverse. Be extra cautious while looking for health information on the Twitterverse. Be extra cautious while looking for health information on the Twitterverse. Be extra cautious while looking for health information in the Twitterverse. Be extra cautious while looking for health information on Twitter. Be extra cautious while looking at health information on Twitter. Be extra cautious while looking for health information on Twitter. Be extra cautious while looking for health information on Twitter. Be extra cautious while you're looking for health information on Twitter. This could go on for 20 minutes. And what it is, this is ABC, NBC, Fox. They're all saying the same thing. What does that tell you? If they're using the same language, where is the information originating from? Who is writing the script for these people? That's what you have to ask yourself. And I have played over and over how they use language and repetition to condition people outside of the bounds of reality. You see it right there. I mean, how many, uh, what else would you need to know? I got to get a show where I can, uh, I can show the video. So you can, you can see the video of all these things happening. I, I, I love radio. I love the idea of hearing things. Uh, I like to drive and listen to the radio. I've got headphones in my ears all the time. I absorb all of my information through the ear. But when you see things like that, doesn't it dawn on you that this is an orchestrated mess? And if if it is an orchestrated mess, where are they taking it? What are they trying to do? Where are they taking the society? What is going on? When we get back, I want to play a clip from Columbia Medical School. you got to check these people out because it's one of the club schools. And this class of 2025... Uh, you just got to hear the clip. I'll set it up uh, when we get back. Stay with us for the second hour. I got a ton more information for you. We are going to tie this thing together to make it make sense. Stick with us. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is SR1 on News Talk STL. Once again, my name is Rob Carter. 
And you're listening to The Rob Carter Show. Let me dive into the second hour. Thanks for sticking with us. I made mention that I want to play this clip from Columbia, the University of Columbia in New York City. This is the class of 2025 medical students. And the entire uh, little seance that they got going on here is about critical race theory. Now, these are college medical students, class of 2025. And listen to what they have to repeat at Columbia College. Remember before I said, I can't tell you if some of these colleges are just simply indoctrination camps, which they may be, or if they are uh, secret handshakes and clubs uh, that are tied together behind the scenes. It could be a combination of the two. But when you hear this kind of stuff, when I play this clip for you, listen very closely to this. This is, this is just unbelievable, the things that they are talking about with our kids. Columbia College, check it out. Clip number 14, ready, go. We enter the profession of medicine with appreciation for the opportunity to build on the scientific and humanistic achievements of the past. We also recognize the acts and systems of oppression affected in the name of medicine. We take this oath of service to begin building a future grounded in truth, restoration, and equity to fulfill medicine's capacity to liberate. I promise to take care of my future patients by engaging in dialogue, listening to their lived experience, and tailoring my recommendations to their unique circumstances. I acknowledge the past and present failures of medicine to abide by its obligation to do no harm and affirm the need to address systemic issues in the institutions I uphold. I promise to critically examine the systems and experiences that impact every person's health and ability to receive care. I vow to use this knowledge to uplift my patients and disrupt the injustices that harm them as I forge the future of medicine. I promise to self-reflect diligently, to confront unconscious prejudices, and to develop the skills, knowledge, and character necessary to engender an inclusive, equitable field of medicine. Let us bow our heads in recognition of the gravity of this oath. We swear to faithfully engage with these ideals and obligations for the ongoing betterment of medicine and humanity. Can you listen to that mess? I mean, she sounds like a drugged-out robot. That's the University of Columbia. And again... You know, they're talking about critical race theory, uh, trying to divide everybody every which way they can. And I say to people, is this good for society? Is this what we want? Because if you, Joe Biden just, uh, they have some kind of equity thing going on within the administration. They have to hire a gay person, a straight person, uh, a trans person, a Latino person, a black person. It's all about equity. It's all about, you know, everybody's involved in the game. There's no more merit. It's nobody who does the best job anymore. We have to represent somebody's face as though the government is so on cruise control that like Pete Buttigieg with the transportation industry, we, we can put anybody there. It just has to be somebody of color. It has to be uh, somebody who's gay. It has to be somebody who's six, five. It has to be somebody who's four foot five. It has to be somebody with a lisp and somebody who doesn't have a lisp. It's insane. It is just mind-boggling that people can't see the trance that we're under and that nobody wants to jump in front of the train and stop it. This has got to end. This this brainwashing of our children, this this insanity has got to stop. Uh, I think it is just destroying our, it's destroying our culture. It's destroying camaraderie. It is making sure that we are so divided that we could never turn our attention to the government that is actively trying to divide us. 
by telling us they're trying to help us. It is a complete inversion of reality. It seems to be never-ending. I just hope hope people in mass start to figure it out. How many people were paying attention to this Asbury revival? Uh, I'm really interested in that because they had a 10-day, 10, 11-day uh, revival where the kids at this particular college uh, just were so overtaken by the Spirit that they stood up and sang and, and joined hands and... Uh, celebrated the Lord for days on end. Because if you believe like I do that this is a, there's a spiritual component to what's going on here, uh, it is nice to see people trying to get back to morality, trying to get back to camaraderie. They didn't care when they were at that church whether you were black or white, short or tall, gay or straight or anything else. If you are trying to connect with God, you're on their team. If you're trying to seek out wisdom from, in this particular instance, Jesus Christ, if you're trying to... Uh, seek wisdom and seek guidance, then you're on their team. What is wrong with that? That seems like to be a really good thing to me. You think the media would be loving it. But if you look through the uh, the write-ups about it, it's they diminish everything that's Christianity. Why is that? Why, why is all of a sudden uh, Christianity a bad thing in this country? Doesn't that tell you kind of where they want to take it? Because this is one nation under God. The principles that we govern ourselves by are born out of Christianity. So why are we trying to erase it all of a sudden? Why are we closing our churches and keeping Walmart open through COVID? Have you ever asked yourself, do you care? Do you think enough uh, about it to act at some point? Or are you just going to hope that everybody else is going to act for you and you're not going to have to do anything but sit around and watch Fox News and uh, ESPN, take pictures of your dinner and put it out on Facebook? Uh, you know, you got to get involved in the game here. You got to put me in, coach. Let's play. You got to get in the game. I want to move our attention over to the world governing that I started this with because the mind control and everything that's going on within this country and around the world is uh, is orchestrated to get you into these little boxes so they can have global governing. Now, forget whatever you think you know about global governing. What they want to do is they have a uh, they have a system to get us there, and they're moving quick. The Agenda 2030, look it up. I don't want to get into it because I don't have it to memory. I understand what's going on there, but Agenda 2030 moves us closer and closer to world government. And Elon Musk went to this global governing conference and he said, listen, the collaboration, this this coordination between all of the major powers could potentially be dangerous. And of course it can be. I mean, think of how dangerous it is when you're consolidating the world's power into a central source, a guy like Klaus Schwab and the money that surrounds him. Because remember, he's just an actor too. He's working on behalf of people behind the scenes. There's the Wizard of Oz out there and he's the face of it. Dr. Evil, Mr. Evil. I mean, everybody in this game, like the George Soros and uh, Klaus Schwab, when they talk, they sound like Dracula. They should scare you just by the voice alone. But that is what's going on is the global governing uh, system. And here is Elon Musk telling them that you got to be careful to, to have so much cooperation. And before I play the clip, one thing just hit my mind. How in the world can Elon Musk say there is too much global cooperation and that it could potentially be dangerous at the same time we have Chinese spy balloons flying over the United States, and we are starting a nuclear war with Russia. And according to Seymour Hersh, we just bombed a pipeline that was creating energy for Germany through Russia. How are we collaborating together if that's the case? One thing, and I know people don't understand this quite well enough, but I'm just going to give you one tidbit of information that made me believe that Russia is in the same game with the United States and the same game with the European Union. I was watching... Putin give a speech. This is probably a year ago. Um, 
And when, it, when they panned out to the audience, everybody that was listening to a speech, now he didn't have a mask on, but everybody that, I guess it was the government officials, I would assume, based on the conversation that he was having, everybody was wearing a mask. And I, I told people at the time, I said, listen, the mask is a global sign of compliance. These, these, uh, these countries and these leaders, they got their people to wear masks either through intimidation, through just creating laws out of thin air that you had to wear these masks or regulations you had to wear these masks or it's an authoritarian government. They say, damn it, you're wearing the mask or else. However we got there, the idea that every country in the world thought that you could wear a mask and protect you from a mutating cold virus is irrational. It's not possible. There's no way that every leader and every scientific community in this in this globe thought that the best way to keep you from getting COVID, the mutating cold virus, was to stand on little circles six feet apart from each other and wear two masks. It's insane. It just that didn't happen. And once you start to recognize how the world works and you go, okay, if they're if they're if if, if Russia is making their people wear masks as well, and they're all wearing them. When they panned out to the crowd, every single person in there had a white mask on. And it dawned on me. I said, okay, well, this means that Russia and the United States aren't necessarily foes. I mean, theoretically, they're foes. They're going to be lobbing bombs at each other. But they don't care if your peop- their people die. Do you think our people, do you think the people that run this country care if our kids die? They sent them off to a rock on a lie. And thousands of young people died. Do you think they cared? No, they don't care. They go right on about their business. How about Vietnam? The Gulf of Tonkin. That was another war that started on a lie, but here we go. And John F. Kennedy, the guy that was trying to warn you, he had his head blown off in Dallas, Texas. And then his brother got killed. And then his son got killed. These people, the Kennedys, especially Robert F. Kennedy Jr., maybe he has some credibility. Maybe you might want to pay attention to the family uh, that was getting slaughtered for trying to tell you what was going on behind the scenes. Is that possible? I mean, is it something to think about, something to debate? Is that something we could discuss in a free society or not? But I'm telling you, if you pay attention to what goes on here, you you, you, you start asking questions, uh, and we should be asking all of these people questions right here in St. Louis. I'm not in St. Louis today, Atlanta, but from St. Louis. So in St. Louis, you're going to have Josh Hawley run against Lucas Kuntz, two Yale boys, two kids from Yale just trying to figure out what's going on in Missouri. But when I see Josh Hawley all over Fox News and all uh, Sean Hannity, I think he should get some kind of fee from Sean Hannity because he is on Sean Hannity so much I think he's part of the show. Why isn't Josh Hawley talking to me? Why isn't Josh Hawley all over the airwaves in St. Louis talking to people that have real questions for him? I'd like to know what's going on there in Yale. I'd like to know why he's not talking about stolen elections. I would like to know why he is not introducing legislation getting all of the best minds in the United States to figure out a way to make sure the American people can trust their election system. Where, where's those laws? What's going on? Where you at, Josh? Where you at? What are you doing for us? Because if you're talking about all these peripheral things, what we want to know is, first of all, are we electing, are the people that we give the most votes to, are they going to D.C. or not? Are you guys able to manipulate, manipulate these elections whichever way you want. And Josh, I'd like to ask you, since I was a fundraiser for you and went uh, and went and saw you speak, shook your hand, had my picture taken with you, I thought Josh Hawley was the real deal. I mean, he's a very bright character. There's no doubt about that. Very sharp. But that doesn't mean that he uh, wouldn't play a game on us because when you go on Fox News like these people do, if you pay attention to the regulars on Fox News, the people that go on there all the time, if you pay attention to them like I do, you start to realize they're club members. They are club members. They preach the narrative that the party leaders want them to, and they stick with it. Some are better than others. You know, you got the uh, 
the John, the other John Kennedy, the guy from Louisiana, uh, the guy that's the aw shucks guy, and he's got all these, uh, you know, like country sayings, and people from the Midwest love him because he sounds so down to earth, and he's got all these sayings. Uh, he's from Oxford. He, he punches out the party line constantly, and they never fix the underlying problems that got us in the situation that we're in, which is elections. Elections, free, fair, and verifiable elections are more important than just about anything if we're going to keep this society free. And nobody's talking about it. They'll talk about anything, but they won't talk about COVID and what happened there. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about COVID, and I'm going to give you the history of Anthony Fauci if you don't know it. Because Anthony Fauci is a known criminal. He is a known bad guy. And there's no way, in my opinion, that Donald Trump didn't know it. In fact, I know that he knew it. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said that he knew it, and he still played the COVID con job. Uh, And I think he needs to answer uh, for those, uh, I think he needs to answer those questions. I think Josh Hawley needs to answer questions. I think people in Missouri need to answer questions. I think we better get our election system straight. And I think the people that played this game on us, now that we see it, now that there's you're in the rearview mirror and you can see what happened around this COVID con job, those people need to be going to prison. They need to be going to prison quickly. They destroyed half the country. They got all of us fighting about a narrative that they made up out of thin air that you can watch on Event 201 out of Johns Hopkins. You can see how the media built it all up, and then you can watch them preparing for it prior to the pandemic, how they were going to answer the questions. They have uh, fake media outlets on uh, for Event 201. They played the whole script out in advance, and then we watched it in real life. But how did that work out for us? Did that work out? All the fighting with your family members? All of the disruption in travel, all the disruption in businesses. No, that didn't work out for us. But the people going to D.C. like Josh Hawley, and he's going to go against Lucas Kuntz, they're going there for us. Well, what I want and what you should want is free and fair elections. So let's get that done before we start talking about anything else. Here is Elon Musk at a global conference. Listen to what he has to say about global governing, something we also should be talking about. Clip number 18. Ready? Go. I know this is called the World Government Summit. Um, but uh, I think we should be maybe a little bit concerned about uh, actually becoming too much of a single world government. Um, if, if I may say that we want to avoid creating a civilizational risk by having, um, frankly, this may sound a little odd, too much cooperation between governments. Um, you, know, if, you know, if you look at, say, the, at history and the rise and fall of civilizations, um, the, the really all throughout history civilizations have risen and fallen but it hasn't meant the doom of humanity as a whole because there have been, there've been all these separate civilizations that were separated by great distances and so he's right on the button again I mean Elon Musk say what you will about the guy but at least he's bringing it to the public's attention he's saying there is too much collaboration between the world powers obviously there is he's talking about a world governing system And all of a sudden, he is a conspiracy theorist as well. I guess everybody trying to tell you the truth is just a crazy conspiracy theorist. Stick with us. We'll be right back. The Rob Carter Show. All right, everybody. Welcome back. You are listening to SR1 on News Talk STL. Once again, my name is Rob Carter, and you are listening to The Rob Carter Show. Let me dive into this segment. 
I want to talk now about COVID, how it applies to the news media. I want to show you how the game works. I talked about it on last show where you have Patch McCain, better known as Dan Crenshaw, in Congress talking to Rochelle Walensky from Harvard, from Johns Hopkins. And again, if you don't remember, Dan Crenshaw's from Harvard. So these are potentially club members. And then you see how they converse with one another, and you go, okay, this is orchestrated theater. What he asked her was, why are we putting this COVID uh, vaccine on the child safety schedule? They don't seem to have much problem with COVID. And she goes on to say, and she goes, well, thank you for that question. That allows me to clarify some things. She says they are going on the childhood schedule because poor kids, kids without insurance, the only way they could get it was to put it on the child vaccine schedule. Now, again, if you've been following my show from the very beginning, uh, we have talked about this for a long time. RFK Jr. has been doing a media blitz around the country explaining to people because he's the guy that is really leery and very concerned about all of the vaccines that we're putting on the schedule. I think there are 72 vaccines on the schedule now. He says that they're linked to autism. He says they're linked to all kinds of diseases. Uh, Just observation tells me that that's probably true. Uh, When you see how these pharmaceutical industries work, I mean, if they can suppress your immune system right away uh, at whatever degree and then give you medicines for the rest of your life to fix every ailment that the vaccine caused, that's a pretty good business model. You saw what Pfizer said. Pfizer said they were manipulating viruses so they could create vaccines for them. So it's the same methodology, isn't it? But that story went away because we were chasing Chinese spy balloons. Let me play this first clip for you because I want to get you, uh, I want you to get a sense of how global this is because this is Klaus Schwab, very short clip, telling, telling the world that nobody will be safe until everybody is vaccinated. Now, you got to think about that statement and then look what the world did because when you look at Donald Trump, People love Donald Trump. He's good for your audiences. Uh, he is a he's a guy that people either love or hate. So talking about him is always a very good thing. I'm over Donald Trump. I'm over Ron DeSantis. I don't think it makes a hill of beans who runs. I think the game is rigged. I think they will select whoever they want to run up there, whether it be a Democrat or Republican. Who could care? What we need to do is make sure that the people that are going to be run, uh, representing us, that they got there fairly, that they got the most votes, that our system wasn't bought off from the outside. That's what we need to be aware of. We need to make sure that the people that are running the global climate change con on us and the people running the COVID con job on us, they need to be exposed. They need to be debating people like me, uh, people that are uh, that have a long history in epidemiology and virology. Long, These debates need to be had publicly. Think about it. If you had a normal running society, a, a true democracy, wouldn't your television be having long? Wouldn't there be a station sponsored to where we could have long debates without a commercial and we could get to the bottom of things that are very important. I mean, think about how much you know about global climate change. You don't know anything. You know, the only thing you know is what a bunch of charlatans told you to think. You don't know anything about it. You know only what the charlatans tell you to think. The data they give you is a lie. Everything is a lie. So when you, it's like when they say with the votes, you know, I'll I'll tie some things together here. If the votes are fraudulent, and they say we did a recount and the votes remain the same. Everything's hunky-dory. Katie Hobbs won or Joe Biden won, whatever the deal is. And they say we did a recount and the ballots came up the same. Well, that's not the question. The question wasn't whether the ballots were totaled properly. The question is, were the ballots legitimate? If I bring in a million ballots ahead of time, stick them in boxes, and then I put them through the counters after the uh, uh, polling centers closed, don't we have a problem, kids? Because that's what happened. 
I mean, you got to watch it with your own eyes in uh, in Georgia. So they're counting votes. They're counting illegal votes. So if the illegal votes match the vote total, I guess everything is fine. But nobody says, hey, what about the votes? If the votes are fraudulent, if they're fake and phony, if they're made up out of thin air and you guys went around and just made up ballots and stuck them into a box and sent them to the polling centers and then said, okay, well, we need 216 more thousand votes here for Joe Biden to win. And then he just took out 216,000 votes and jammed them through the calculator, the, uh, through the voting machines to make the numbers come out right. That's not a free and fair election. And we watched it happen with Ruby Freeman in Georgia. I played it on the show from the very, very beginning. And she got a medal around her neck from Joe Biden. And you can watch her talking to the cops saying she knew it was a fraud. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, what do you do? You sit around on your hands. I guess if the media doesn't cover it, I go out and I find this information. But I guess if Fox News and CNN and the Washington Post and the New York Times don't report it, I guess it just didn't happen. I guess it just didn't happen. I guess Joe Biden got 81 million votes. Uh, I guess that is perfectly fine. Everybody believes it. He's the most, everybody loves Joe Biden. How could you not love him? He's so electric when he speaks. How could you not be in love with Joe Biden? It's insane. A couple more clips for you. This is Michael Yidon. Now, if you look up Michael Yidon, Michael Yidon is uh, completely destroyed in the press. They call him a conspiracy theorist. He was the chief scientist for uh, respiratory diseases for Pfizer for years and years and years. This is a major player. And he says the same thing that I'm saying. He says that when, when he went out there and started to alert people as to what was going on and how dangerous these gene therapies, now he says they are. I'm just saying I think they are because I'm not a scientist. But he says they are because this is his field of research. And he starts telling people how dangerous it's going to be. He lost friends, money, family, everything. That goes back to the mind control that I played for you at the beginning. You've got to tie these things together. The reason you couldn't have a legitimate conversation with people that were in your circles is because of some form of mind control that's going on, and you can dismiss it if you want, but you know it's possible. I mean, you know that it's possible, and if you know that it's possible and then you see it happening, shouldn't you question how we got here? How did we get to a situation where uh, your loved ones can't have a conversation with you about the absurdity of mandating a gene therapy into your arm with no history. Experimented on the entire globe. But when you say that to people, they look at you, they wouldn't do that to us. They wouldn't give us anything that's dangerous for us. They did with the Tuskegee experiment. Uh, they led you into war in Iraq. They led you in the war in Vietnam. I mean, why wouldn't you think these people... Uh, would uh, have you stick a needle in your arm for something that uh, might potentially be harmful to you. Why would you think that's out of the realm of possibility? I mean, come on. Uh, here we go with Michael Yeadon. This, is, this guy uh, has been all over the place trying to warn people about what's going on. One thing I found interesting, now this audio is okay. He's doing a probably like a Zoom call or something, so the audio is not that great. you got to pay attention to it. But what he says in there is, do you think there's anybody out there, and I guess he's talking to the whole world, that you think that you could elect that would change the game. He says, I don't think that's true. And again, I don't either. I don't. I, the whole system needs to be accountable for what it's done, and we need to bring in fresh blood, and we need to separate power. We need to get rid of our intelligence agencies. We have to get rid of them. They're, they're the ones causing the problem. And if we have to fight them for the next 50 years because they're doing their own thing, then we got to fight them. But we should not be starting wars in other countries on made-up information, uh, orchestrated narratives, forever it's not fair to the countries that we're invading it's 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 we we are becoming nazi germany we sit around on our hands and act like it's no big deal when we're invading countries and sending money off to ukraine to fight russia when we had bio labs all along their border 
That's why they're attacking, according to them. And if you think it's a lie, Victoria Newland said as much in Congress. Victoria Newland said, yes, we had biological laboratories, but they weren't for anything negative. No, no. No, no, Victoria Newland says it's nothing, it's nothing bad. We weren't doing anything wrong. Well, then you got to believe her because she would never lie. But the fact remains that they had uh, biological weapons laboratories all along the border of Russia, and Russia wasn't going for it. Russia doesn't want NATO and Ukraine. They don't want NATO getting up on their doorstep because they don't trust them. No different than we would trust it if uh, Russia or China was lined up a, 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 on our border. We wouldn't trust that either. So they said, no more. We're not going to put up with it. We don't know what you guys are up to. We have a pact with you that NATO's not going to get this close to our border, and here you are right on top of us. So we react, and then you blame us. And then we tax the, we take the American taxpayers' money to go fight you, which is nothing but laundered money to begin with. They just need a reason to fight with each other. That's my take. They just need a reason to keep you in fear because fear is how they control you. Frozen in fear, I want you to think about that. Fear is what keeps people from making any action. It keeps you from doing anything. Uh, look at the, what's going on with January 6th. When they came out and said everybody that was in January 6th is a terrorist, I can tell you there was a lot of people that were there on January 6th that are freaking out. They didn't do anything. They didn't go anywhere near the Capitol. They just don't trust the government. And I said on my last show, and I'm going to say it again, and I want people to think about it. If you are afraid of your government, you're living in tyranny. If your government is afraid of you, you're living in democracy. Do you think your government's afraid of you at any level? And do you think you have control over this government, yes or no? Because I don't, and I don't think many people do. Uh, here is this clip. This is Michael Yidon. Listen very closely because uh, I think this guy is trying to alarm the alarm I think this guy is trying to sound the alarm bells. I think he is really working his tail off and putting up a lot of his capital, uh, both professionally and financially, to alert people around the world that he has an expertise, he understands what he's talking about, same with Judy Mikovits, that the people running the show here aren't good people. And we got big problems with global governing coming right, it's right on top of us. It's not far away. It is right on top of us. Michael Yidon, clip number 21, ready, go. So just as I come to a close, unfortunately, I think this is just the beginning. Uh, yeah. So I've, lear I've learned... When people tell you what they're going to do, don't ignore them. So when the UN and Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab tell you that they've got a UN 2030 plan with uh, sustainable development goals, I think there are 17 or 21 of them, and every one of them says, you won't be traveling, you won't have a private car, we won't be using international shipping to move goods around, uh, there won't be any um, flights except military or perhaps very rich people, uh, you'll be, you won't own anything and you'll be happy. You probably won't live in your own house. You'll be using much less uh, energy for everything, including heating, manufactured goods, and so on. When they tell you that, you should assume that they're serious about it. And so I think yes. COVID, I think COVID has been part one of a multi-act play that's going to take 10 years that will destroy the liberal democracies completely. We've already, if you think living in a democracy, now ask yourself who you could vote for that would change this. Because I don't think there's anyone you can vote for anywhere that would, is guaranteed things. So I don't have an answer, but I'm telling you, I think we're, we're sliding down through the gates of hell. I'm speaking out. There's nothing in it for me. I've lost lots of money, all my friends. I'm away from my home and family. And I'm speaking out because I am absolutely sure what I've told you is substantially true. Uh, I agree with every word that he said. I think that's exactly what's going on. 
He's worried about global governing, and he's worried about what the global governing structure tells you they're going to do to free societies. He said, your liberal democracies are going bye-bye. And they are going bye-bye right before our very eyes. And I want to take you back because I mentioned Klaus Schwab, but I want to play this clip from Klaus Schwab because Klaus Schwab was the one behind the vaccines and the Build Back Better. That was all prearranged. And if you don't believe me, if you just think that, oh, Rob, you know, the vaccines were the greatest, listen to what he had to say. Pay very close attention because when these people say things, just like he said there, you got to pay attention to what they're saying. You have to believe them when they tell you what they're going to do because they've already proven that what they told you they were going to do, they have done. Check this out. Nobody will be safe if not everybody is vaccinated. Nobody will be safe unless everybody is vaccinated. Nobody will be safe unless everybody is vaccinated. Now, who is he to tell us to get vaccinated? Is he a doctor? No, he's not. Does he have anything to do with the United States? No, he doesn't. Why is Klaus Schwab making statements like nobody will be safe until everybody is vaccinated? Because this is a global conspiracy. Uh, it's not even really a conspiracy anymore. It's right out in the open. They tell you what they're going to do. They're, they're, they're just convincing you like Hitler did uh, that they're doing it for your own good. And I want to play this other clip for you too about Hitler because I, you know, I, I, I reference Nazi Germany a lot because Nazi Germany is where propaganda, uh, where the, the new ways of communicating with citizens and propaganda took off was in Nazi Germany. Nazi Germany is where the people in, in, in Germany at the time saw all of the atrocities going on around them and did absolutely nothing because the brainwashing was so intense and so thorough that despite the fact that their country was, was causing war all over the world, was putting fellow citizens in um, concentration camps, um, they did nothing. And I've seen many documentaries. I took my wife to see one not too far, uh, not too far back, where these people said, you know, they could smell the bodies burning. And this woman goes, "But we didn't know what was going on." And they're in a little a group in this conversation. And the other woman goes, "Yes, we did. We knew what was going on." She got all upset about it because they, they, in deep down, they knew what was going on. They just didn't think they could do anything about it because their culture had gotten so uh, out of whack. Their culture had become so confused and so brainwashed and so uh, compliant to the, the to the people in power because they were fearful that if they spoke out against Hitler or the regime, what would happen? What we're looking at here is a situation where we don't want to go that far. And they're talking about 2030, some things really starting to change. I mean, you've got California, you've got, uh, you've got societies around the world saying no more Gas vehicles, no more fueled vehicles. It's going to be all electric. Well, I mean, if you know what electric cars are, I mean, first of all, you got to get the components for the for the batteries. Where's that coming from? Do you know? Do you understand how that's going to work? Do you think all of that is endless? Because oil seems to be a pretty good option for us. But apparently oil is not the deal. Electric is the deal. Electric is the deal. And digital currency is the deal. We've got one more segment to go. I want to talk. I want to get into COVID. I want to show you some of the deaths that just happened recently. Uh, because it just gets worse and worse every week, and I wish people would pay attention to it. Stick with us. We'll be right back. SR1 Sundays, The Rob Carter Show. All right, everybody, welcome back. You are listening to SR1 on News Talk STL. Once again, my name is Rob Carter, and you're listening to The Rob Carter Show. Let me get into the final segment. Let me try to tie all these things together. I don't have a lot of time. I may start talking a little quick because I got some things I want to get through. 
I teased this clip in the last segment and didn't get to it. But this is a guy explaining the similarities between how Hitler took over Nazi Germany and what his motives were and what the goals of Nazi Germany were at the time versus what Klaus Schwab is doing with the World Economic Forum and how that is becoming a global ideology, a global mindset, and a global systematic way of stripping free peoples of their rights and putting them into a complete and total compliance system where their ability to move is limited, uh, their ability to choose what kind of medicines they wanted to put in their body goes away. Uh, it's a compliance system. Thou shalt eat the bugs. Remember that? That's what Klaus Schwab said. They're talking about transhumanism, where they can basically hook your mind up to a computer and change the way you think. They want to use AI to outsmart the citizens and use it to their adva- advantage. I mean, this is what's happening right underneath our nose, and I'm telling you, somehow, some way, we have to alert the American people and get them out of this haze so they begin to work to save our freedoms. I mean, it should be important to everybody. I mean, good Lord, we had a lot of people in this country, a lot of our grandfathers, a lot of our uncles, brothers, and sons died so that we could be a free country. I think it's worthy to maybe pay attention to it for a little bit, maybe skip a day of watching ESPN, maybe skip a day of watching the NFL. Pay attention to what's going on and alert. Once you see it, you got to start alerting people around you and say, I need to have this conversation with you, with your close friends, and say, look, pay attention to what is happening here. Just let me give you some details because once you start to know it and you can explain it, step one is accomplished, and then we can figure out where to go from there. This is a guy talking about Hitler and Klaus Schwab. Listen very closely. Clip number 13. Go. Hitler, uh, basically, he came at a time of crisis an economic crisis. He rose out of that crisis. Uh, Hitler, believe it or not, then proceeded to, out of that crisis, take control of the government, the schools, the media. He took over the medical industry. He took over the science industry, again, the education, all of it. He took over the transportation industry. And then he began to promise everybody utopia, a thousand-year Reich, if you'd let him do this new regime, this new Third Reich. And, and then he even promised people that he was, believe it or not, this is in print, that he was going to get rid of pollution. He was going to save the animals. He was going to save the tree. He promised the world the, the utopia and all that stuff. If your listeners and viewers are paying attention, all that I just described is exactly what Klaus Schwab right. is bringing to the planet. All he did was take the Third Reich and changed it and called it the Fourth Industrial Revolution. You need to call it for what it is. It's the Fourth Reich. This is what this guy is up to, and this is the missing piece that people need to get. That's what I've been saying. I mean, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. That's what these people are trying to do. Uh, the trick is that they tell you that it's for your own good. Everything is for your own good. The reason they have to stick their elbow up into your tonsils when you're at TSA at the airport is for your own good. They're trying to keep you safe. And then it becomes normal. You know, when I was a kid, I lived by the airport in St. Louis. We used to ride our bikes over to Lambert Airport when we were kids. I'm talking about 9, 10, 11 years old. That's how easy it was to move around when you were a kid. When we were somewhat free, if you remember those days. Some of us older people will remember that. But we would go and play hide-and-seek, and we would play video games. We'd run around all over the place within the airport, and nobody thought anything of it. Nobody gave us any trouble. It was, it was, it was fun, and uh, we were free. I mean, now when you go to the airport, it's like you're going into uh, Nazi Germany, 1945, 1944. I mean, everything is, uh, you are a criminal until you prove that you're not because terrorists apparently uh, ran into the buildings on 9-11. So now all Americans forever have to be surveilled to make sure that we're not a threat. And you got your own government saying that 
Uh, white supremacists are the, uh, those are the people you got to look out for. You don't have to look out for Antifa that were burning down our cities and destroying property all over the country. They won't even talk about them. But the white supremacists, that's what we got to look out for. Okay. Let me get over to COVID because COVID, the reason I stay so attached to COVID is because we're still in it. You can see things when you're in them. Sometimes when they get past you, you just move on to the next narrative. It's, it's almost just the way the country works and the way our society thinks. But right now, we're still in COVID. Joe Biden says it goes away on May 11th. Like I said, pick the date out of the air, I guess. May 11th is when the emergency goes away. Uh, but it's still going on. You still have uh, deaths all the time with these young people. We had another one from Jackson State. Let me start with that, and then I want to talk about some of the people that are experiencing these heart attacks and these problems within their family. Uh, a lot of the sports teams and kids are getting are still dying on a daily basis, and nobody wants to talk about it. The media won't bring it up. We can't have a conversation as a society about it, and we must have a conversation about it, get to the bottom of it, hear both sides of the story, the anti-vaccine people. we got to hear more about Anthony Fauci because Anthony Fauci is a bad guy. been a bad guy for a long time. I'm going to find this clip. I want to play that for you as well, but I want to start. This guy's this young man's name was Kasim Valls. Check this out. Jackson State football player Kasim Valls had to be resuscitated after going into cardiac arrest. Valls, who is a 21-year-old defensive lineman for JSU, suffered cardiac arrest Wednesday morning, prompting doctors to resuscitate him and put him on a ventilator, according to a series of tweets from his father, William. His father also said that his son is in stable condition, but still critical as of Thursday night. Valls was placed on a ventilator and underwent surgery Wednesday afternoon and is still heavily sedated. Every day. This happens. Multiple times a day this happens. I report them. I don't want to make my whole show about kids dying suddenly because it's just too depressing. I think we know what's going on now. But this is every week. This is all over the globe. This is just isn't in the United States. But every week, a young person in perfect health with no heart conditions just collapses and dies. And I'm talking about 12-year-olds, 15-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 21-year-olds, 25-year-olds, 30-years-old. Doesn't matter. It's happening all over the place. And for some reason, our society can't talk about it. We just can't have the conversation. We just we can't talk about it. Um, it's disturbing. It's disturbing when something so serious is happening right before your eyes, and you can't get your you can't get your friends and family to say, "Look, this is we got to get in front of Josh Hawley and got to say, Josh, what's going on here? Where's the investigation? What is going on? Why aren't people being held accountable for selling us a lie? How can the CDC and the President of the United States come out and say these vaccines are completely safe? Told us they were completely safe." Imagine the responsibility of being the president of the United States or somebody that is heading up the CDC to tell you something that turns out not to be true over and over and over again. And Rochelle Walensky is one of those people was just in front of Congress telling us they're going to put these same vaccines that nobody trusts anymore on the child vaccine schedule. So the CDC now recommends it for your six month old. Uh, it's it's criminal is what it is. It's 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 criminal. And people should be paying a very hefty Price for it. Now, remember Sharon Stone, famous actress, very beautiful back in her day. Um, I'm not sure what her vaccine status is. There's all kinds of information out there on Twitter, and you can find it that she, everybody around her had to be vaccinated. When she was on a movie set, she had to be vaccinated. I have not verified that. I do not know if that's true, but those are the stories coming out of the press. Here she is. She comes out and gives a statement that her brother died at age 57 of a heart attack, and then she talks about her brother's son dying at 11 months from organ failure. 
Anything to do with the vaccines? Maybe. Can we talk about it? Is it something else? Whatever it is, I think it would be nice for a public discussion to figure it out. Sharon Stone, clip number 22. Go. Hello, everybody. This message is to confirm that, yes, we did lose my brother, Patrick Joseph Stone, to a heart attack yesterday. Yes, he is the man who was the father to River, who we lost last year um, at 11 months old. It's incredibly sad. I don't hold any of these people that were uh, vaccine insane at the time that everybody had to have it. They wouldn't let people around because now that I'm starting to understand that it was, it was bigger than intelligence. It, it, if you dig into it, it's got more to do with brainwashing and conditioning than anything else. That's what it's got. That's why you couldn't have conversations with your friends and family. We got to forgive each other. We have to come together left, right, middle. Doesn't matter. Whatever your political views doesn't matter, but we have to come together and recognize that our government is running a game on its citizens. Uh, we are dying from it. Uh, we're being sickened from it. We're being overtaxed by it. Uh, and nobody seems to care. You got Mitch McConnell over in, uh, in, in, in uh, Ukraine, again, saying, don't pay attention to anything on Twitter. Pay attention to, the, to us. We're the, you know, we're, we, we answer for everybody. We're in charge of everything. Uh, Mitch McConnell's a sickening person, somebody that Donald Trump endorsed. Again, you know, I mean, I, I don't know why people continue to let these things go, but uh, I think it's something we should pay attention to. Real quickly, if you have not purchased your Pure Cure coffee, I really wish you'd give this a try. This coffee is, it's just delicious. It's the best coffee you've ever put on your lips. And if you're a coffee drinker, buy coffee from small businesses, people that support free speech. Uh, they have multiple flavors. I don't get the acidy stomach when I uh, when I uh, drink it. My wife is the biggest fan in the world. She absolutely adores this coffee, and nobody likes coffee more than my wife. She, The last thing she says to me before she goes to bed every night is, did you put the coffee on? She does not want to wake up without that coffee. She wants the smell. She wants the experience. She loves it. Pure Cure Coffee is absolutely fantastic. The people behind it are fantastic, and I really wish you'd give it a try. We spend a lot of time trying to get information out to people. Uh, support our sponsors, Pure Cure Coffee, P-U-R. C-U-R-Coffee.com. Once again, P-U-R-C-U-R-Coffee.com. Now let me get into this last couple clips here. This guy's name is Aaron Duzak. He was caught, it was out on social media. He was caught talking about having heart issues uh, as he's playing poker. He's in the World Series of Poker. Apparently he's a a world-renowned poker player. And he's got heart issues going on. And he's on a hot mic on uh, television talking about his heart issues since he had the vaccine. And another guy, and I'll let you hear the clip here in just a minute, but another guy chimes in and says, yeah, I had to take the vaccine. And the guy goes, well, they don't have the mandates anymore. He goes, well, I had to take the vaccine to get into the United States. I had to, I had to take the vaccine to get here to play in the poker tournament. Now think of that. The United States requires people from around the country to get vaccinated for COVID-19. How ridiculous is that? Before they can get into the country. Where's Josh Hawley? Where is Josh Hawley talking about this? Where is he? He can't continue to go on Sean Hannity and chase every narrative that Fox News has if Josh Hawley's on our team. Josh Hawley, you're welcome on the show anytime. I'd love to beat it around with you. If you're everything you told me you were going to be when I fundraised for you in Chesterfield, Missouri, uh, I'd like to know it. I think you're on the wrong narratives. I think you're not paying attention to the most important things, getting stuck in these narratives with Sean Hannity 
on a weekly basis. And I think you should be on St. Louis radio every single solitary day. We got crazy things going on in this country, Josh Hawley. And you should be on these shows. You should be on our station and you should be beating it, uh, bantering it about, uh, uh, bantering it around with me and others, whoever you want. But I got some questions for you and, and, and they're serious questions. And you'll have to be on your game if you come in here and have these conversations with me because I know the material. I got it down. And I don't like what's going on with you going on Sean Hannity all the time representing Missouri. I don't like it at all that you're doing it. It's got to stop, and you need to get into the St. Louis radio vibe right here in St. Louis and start answering questions from people that are not afraid of you, not afraid to ask any questions, Josh. You work for us. Don't forget that. You come into these, uh, um, you come into this uh, arena, you say your piece, uh, you respect us, we'll respect you, but you've got to get in here and start answering questions about stolen elections, about what's going on with these vaccine injuries, uh, about our borders being wide open, and what are you doing about it? Why are we? Why is there a, a mandatory vaccine for people around the country to get into the United States? It's completely and totally absurd. I wish I would have never got the vaccine. I mean, What's that? I wish I never would have got the vaccine. I never did. I've been uh, having chest pain ever since I had that thing. Really? Yeah. Still, you're still having it? Yeah, every time to time. Oh, and they're saying that you get uh, hard arteries. And yeah, 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 yeah. So I need to go get it checked out. Oh, but, I mean, but ever since, dude, it's just that's horrible. Been weird. I held out. I held out until like a month ago. Not even a month ago. Oh, uh, is that right? Why did you decide to get it then? Also? I wanted to come play the World Series. Well, they didn't have that guideline this right now. Pardon me. They didn't you have that. As a foreigner, you can't get into. Oh, uh, Brian Kim also. That's right. Sent to the. He got interrupted there, but he's saying you can't get into the United States without a vaccination, which is completely and totally absurd. That that is still going on. That our government and that the people that represent us are not there demanding that that end. Uh, here is RFK. RFK Jr. I think he's a hero right now. We'll see how it all plays out. But the guy is giving a lot of good information out there. And he told us, he's been telling us for a long time what's going on with these vaccines. But this is why there is no conversation on our media sources. Listen very closely to what he has to say about Anderson Cooper and how the industry works. Very last clip of the day, number number seven. Ready, go. Anderson Cooper has a $12 million a year annual salary. Well, $10 million of that is coming from Pfizer. Oh, his boss is not CNN. His boss is Pfizer. And, you know, they're, they're unashamed. They're unabashed about it. They say, you know, on his program brought to you by Pfizer. Of course, he's not going to tell you the truth about Pfizer's product. He's going to try to sell them to you. He's going to try to scare the hell out of you. And saying, if you don't get this, you're going to die. Unbelievable. It just continues on and on and on. That's fascism. And it's, that's what it is. It's when the corporations take control of everything. You're the, 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 the people that are giving you your news aren't answering to you. They are protecting the cash cow, which is Pfizer. And that's Anderson Cooper, who I can't stand him either. But making $12 million a year, he has no talent. He's making $12, $12 million a year because Pfizer keeps him as a puppet to sing the corporate line. That's all I got for you, everybody. I'll see you next Sunday at 6 o'clock. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This is S R one